0: Amen. Thank you, Charlie Um, I'm really glad to be here this morning Uh, So through the year Charlie was a blessing and the rest of the team also who kept encouraged me challenged me um, to be in my ministry um, and to be here this morning, so um, Yeah, just before I came to Westview. I started slowly to be a little bit more comfortable in the front of people um, a little bit in my shoes um, with my understanding of the Bible, so here's a, today. It's a new challenge for me, and I'm glad to be here, and also really happy to uh, jump on this series uh, that started a few weeks ago. So last week Charlie shared about uh, dysfunctional families, and um, yeah. So today we we kind of jump. Uh, a couple of year, year after, um, so I think two months ago, I felt that God was um, pushing me in a story of Joseph. Um, but I knew that story for a long time, so I was like, I don't know what to say, God. I know that story. My heart is just I wanna I wanna teach something that I don't learn uh, for my life, but God. Keep like just bring me to Joseph's story. Um, so to to have took some time in his story, I felt that I learned something new about my life, um, and I can relate a little bit more about Joseph. So Joseph is one of the children, the child of Jacob. So we talk about Jacob for several weeks, um, and I can relate a little bit to. His story. So basically, Jacob had a big family. If you recall, uh, Charlie said that um, um, Jacob married uh, Leah, he preferred Rachel, he married Rachel. He had children with his servants, uh, Zilpa and B- uh, Bila and Zilpa. But Jacob had a big family, right? And I grew up in a f- big family, a family of seven kids. Um, right in the middle, Um, but just before we were seven, for a while, for five years I think, we were were five kids. So I was uh, the fourth one, uh, too young to be with the oldest, so I was with my little brother, the youngest. So Jitro, the youngest brother and I, we were always together, we were pretty close because we were the youngest. So we used to play together. We laughed at the same joke. Until today, we love the same kind of TV shows, movie. Uh, we played together. We made some Star Wars sword, uh, some starship. We went to the same school. So just to let you know how close we, we, we are until today. Um, but yeah, so about big family. Um, I can read a little bit more through that story about Jacob, family, how sometimes for me can be a little bit messy. We can have conflicts. Uh, got different people with different personality, different kind of thinking. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm going to come back to uh, share a bit about myself and my family. Um, so I- I'm going to read, it's in Genesis 37, verse 1 to 11. Let's read that scripture. Um, When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the son of his father's wife, Bilah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Because Joseph had been born to him in his whole age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph. A beautiful robe. But his brothers ate Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. I just want to stop here. Um, So... We talked about Jacob for several weeks and saw how Jacob had things to work on him. Um, He loved Rachel more than Leah. And today, we saw that he loved Joseph more than the other children that he had. Um, Clearly, the text said that his love for Joseph standing out from the rest. Um, So the text said also that the brothers start to hate Joseph for that reason. And I'm pretty sure that the fact that he received a tunic from his father didn't help also. But there's another reason also that the the brothers ate Joseph. So we'll just continue to read. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they ate him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Certainly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowled before mine. His brothers respond, so you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they ate him. All the more because of his dream and the way he talked about them. Soon, Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bow, be, uh, bow low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father called him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams mean. So, just to do a recap, um, I don't think I, I mentioned that. We talk about a 17 year old. Um, in the late year of his teen, um, one of the last children of the family. And, and Joseph started to dream. He started to discover something in him. Uh, I do not uh, think that at that time he was understanding what had happened. But Joseph had those dreams that he started to share to his family. Uh, and I do believe that uh, even his father, Jacob, find that he was a little bit arrogant, audacious to have those kind of dreams and sharing to the family. So maybe it was a bit uh, an awkward discussion. But anyways, Joseph had those dreams, two dreams, and there's two things that came by in those two dreams. The first thing was the fact that Joseph was elevate, and the second one was the fact that people around him, his family, his sibling. His brothers and 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 parents bow before him, bow before him. So, um, yeah, um, you know, I, I have to tell you that the dream that he had was a gift from God. We just talk about gift. We had a testimony on gift, and guess what? It's funny how God doing thing because this morning we, one of the part of a sermon focused on gift. So, the dream that he had was a gift from God, and through this gift, God reveals himself to Joseph to tell him what's gonna happen in the future of his life, in his life, in his family's life. So, um, I truly believe that nobody were understanding, never anybody could um, know or understand that the future of Joseph. I don't know if you know the story of Joseph. We'll dig in here uh, in today. And if you, don't, if you know that story, pretend you don't, OK? <laughs> so um, through that, it just makes me think sometimes how um, the plan of God is unique for each of us. God have a unique plan for a unique person. And we have to get that. Because, you know, sometimes we can underestimate what God's doing in our life. And I want to encourage you this morning to just focus on him, to look at him, um, to try to hear his voice in your life. Because God has something special for you, a plan of love. And you should not underestimate it, but put value on it. So um, to allude to what I start to talk, I talk about my family uh, at the beginning, um, and I told you that I grew up in a big family. I was close with my brother Jethro. I'm not sure is he, he know that I'm preaching on him this morning. Um, so we were so close that uh, when I think today, and I, I never thought that will happen. But as the brother of Joseph, there's a one time um, in late of my teens, kind of 17 years old, as Joseph, I was jealous about my brother, the brother youngest, just after me. So we grew up together. We went to the army together. We, 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 we go through a lot of things, Jethro and I. And there was a one, one time uh, when I was finished, almost finished my high school, I started to make bad choices for my life. I took some wrong decision, and I had a bad relationship with my parents, some conflicts, um, maybe they were a little bit disappointed, but the love of my parents was the same for every children, not as Jacob. Um, but I felt that time that everything was messy for me, for my life, for my future. And when I look at, on my younger brothers, I thought it was the opposite, completely opposite. My brother is smart. il était, But he's still smart. My brother is smart. He got good more at school. Great relationship with my parents. And you know what? Because we were five for a while, in my mind, he was the golden child of the family, right? Il était chouchou. So when everything was messy in my life, in my brain, everything was really good for him. So I started to be jealous about him. J'aimais toujours mon frère, but I was jealous. And um, yeah, good mark, intelligent, everything. In my mind was perfect, and over time, I just, I just um, start to to think why I was so jealous about him, and I realized that the thing is, I, I wanted so much the same relationship that he had with my parents. I want the same attention, the same complicity. And I I, I even more accused my parents to make some favorities. But I understand over time that my parents have the same love for me and the rest of my brother and sister. We just had different bond, but the love was the same. And you make me think that sometime, sometime we often look at the color of our neighbor lawn It seemed to be so beautiful, resplendent, and shiny. But meanwhile, we neglect the flowers in our garden. And bring me back to tell you that God has a special plan for us, a plan of love, a unique plan for a unique person. There was a time in my life where I was asking myself, "Okay God, how can I hear your voice? How can I recognize you?" And one of one of a, 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 one of my leader in my life was telling me, "Jefftee, the thing you have to do is spend time with God. Spend time in the scripture. Try to know who is God. What is his will? What does he expect from you?" And in that way you will be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit to your life. So 17 years old, as Joseph, I was focused on what I didn't have. I have beautiful tulip in my garden, but I want green lawn. That's what I was expecting, and I, I wanted that because my parents would be proud of me and will feel like better. Um, but today, um, I can't understand. I understand I'm not jealous of my brother anymore. Uh, but I can understand what the importance to focus on why God is calling me here, now, in this moment, in this season, with who I am, with what He put in me for a specific calling. I recall. I was maybe in grade six, and a morning, my shoes blow up. No shoes to go to school, and I was like, "Okay, I need to I need to wear something." So I went in uh, my oldest brother' stuff, and I find some shoes, some shoes. But the size of his shoes was eleven. And I wore an eight. Guess what? I took his shoes, I went to school, and I looked like a clown. So it was really funny because the shoes were too heavy and it was like whoop, whoop. And I just understand that 11 was not for me. Even I felt I want to sh- like wear an 11. The 11 is not made for me. It's useless. I was made for a 8. I I I I should. 8 uh, vrai. Small small feet. So it's just like to to make you understand, to make me understand that some sometimes we we look around, we look at people, neighbors. That person in your work that had a promotion, that person has a better mark in school than you, and we envy your stuff. Don't get me wrong, we can have aspiration. We can have people that aspire our, our life, and we look at that person and we, we say, you know what, I want like. But that aspiration is supposed to bring you back to your own stuff and, and the role that God played for you. So so like I just want like to um, this morning invite you to to think about your life. In what season you are now. Um, yeah. So anyways, and today I can testify how blessed I am. Um, I got a, a beautiful wife. That's why this shiny moment. I got a a beautiful daughter. I got a lot of stuff. And I could focus on material things. But there is something that I'm really proud and and happy to have in my life. It's my relationship with God. His opportunity to serve him. And anything can bring my relationship with him. This is great. I feel fulfilled. Um, but you know what, um, God blessed Joseph also. Joseph passed by so many suffering, and, and even if he passed by those suffering, God bless his life. Because suffering could be, a, and, and I think, is a part of our part as a human, but also as a Christian. Joseph passed by suffering, but God blessed him anyways. And he revealed himself. At the first, the scripture that we read, when Joseph had those dreams, God already revealed himself to Joseph. So we're going to dig in a couple of scriptures where we're going to see what happened to Joseph. Because Joseph was blessed, but also through his life, his brother were blessed. His fam- entire family was blessed. This is really incredible, because when you know what happened to Joseph, you, like, you, could, you could believe it, what happened. Um, so I'm going to read some scripture. Stay with me. I'm going to comment at the same time. Um, so uh, let's do it. So right after the dreams of Joseph, um, the father named Joseph um, to join his brother somewhere. Okay. So when Joseph's brother saw him coming, remind, I just remind you that the brothers were jealous, really jealous. When Joseph's brother saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As his approach, they made plans to kill him. Here comes a the dreamer. They said, Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father, a wild animal, has eaten him. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the seatern. Now the seaterns were empty, there was no water in it. Judah said to his brother, so I jump some, some verse because we got a lot to go in. Judah said to his brother, what will we gain by killing or hurting him? Let's sell him to those Ismaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, and our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ismailites, who were Medianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the citron and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver, and the traders took him to Egypt. This is crazy. Joseph got sold for no reason. Maybe he wasn't, you know, that kind of little brother annoying, arrogant, I don't know. But he was sold by his brother because of jealousy. And I just want, I just want to clarify and let you know that I never thought in a plan to sell my brother, my own brother. <laughs> just to clarify with you. Um, so this is what happened. Joseph got sold, and he went to Egypt. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Israel traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar, Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. Keep that in mind. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the law was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. Let's jump again. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about anything except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was, every, every, uh, um, sorry. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began, began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. How could I do a such weak thing? It could be a great sin against God. <clears throat> she kept push, uh, putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and she kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, whoever, no one else was around, when he went into to do his work, she came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, Come on. Sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. I'm going to jump again in the other verse. C'est toujours a suivi. It's a timeline uh, of Joseph's story. She kept his cloak with her until his master came home. Then she told him her story, that Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king prisoners were held, and there he remained. Again, unfair. Something really bad arrived for Joseph. First, he gets sold by his brothers. And after he was accused of about something he didn't do, put in prison. Um, but here, here. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. That's really interesting. Everywhere that Joseph go, he had success. When he arrived with Potiphar's house, the scripture said that God were with Joseph, his faithful love were with him, was with him, and also in prison, same thing. So, what's this person in prison? Some time later, and and here, we're going to, so we jump in his story because, just to remind you that I want, like, we saw how his brothers were blessed through his life. But also, we will kind of see um, the progression of the gift of Joseph. So, a 17-year-old boy is dreaming, and here we go, here, where we are now. And some time later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended the royal master. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, oh, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. It's really interesting to see the progression of Joseph's understanding of his gift. Because in that text, Joseph um, recognized that God, this is a, a, a God's business about the dreams and interpret those dreams. Um, so we're not going to read the, that part of sharing the dreams. Um, so first, the cup, um, the cop barriers like Shari's story. And the scripture said that when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too, right? Um, So Joseph interpreted those dreams. Um, He had he interpreted two kind of two different things. So basically, the cupbearer will get back in his position. He has to summarize, and the baker, um, the the baker, the chief baker will will be get killed by the order of the the pharaoh after a while. So anyways, we jump in the story again, uh, still on look at the brother's blessing and how Joseph navigated in his gift. So, Pharaoh's birthday came three days later and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cup bearer and chief baker to train the other officials. One was restored in his position, the other was killed. 2 full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank on the Lai River. Next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, so he called for all the magicians and the wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell me what they mean. Finally, the king chief cup bearer, Bearer, sorry, spoke up. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams mean. And everything happened just as he had predicted. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought from the prison. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night, and no one here can tell me what it happened, what, what it is mean. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this. Joseph replied, But God can tell you what it means and set you at is. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly, no one else is as intelligent or wise as you. So I didn't, I didn't read the, the dreams, but Joseph gave the interpretation of two dreams. Um, so just to summarize, it was a seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. So the Pharaoh saw how Joseph was wise and how God was with him. So, such the country in that verse, you will be in charge of my court, and all my people take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. You recall the first dreams of Joseph? The first dream of Joseph was he was a levite here. He became the second person most important in Egypt. That's crazy. He didn't come from that country. He got sold. He had a master. He went in prison. And here we, here we are now. So just, we are, um, we're almost done. Um, so the other part is brothers. Don't forget his brothers. So, see, on encore un peu. When Jacob heard that grain was available in Egypt, just to remind you that we, there were like seven years of abundance, seven years of famine, uh, we, and we, get, we go back to Jacob and his family. When Jacob heard that grain was available, available in Egypt, he said to his son, Why well, are you standing, out, uh, standing around looking at one another? I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we will die. So the brother went there, asking for grain. So Joseph, 10 older brother, went down to Egypt to buy grain. All true. Joseph recognized his brother, they didn't recognize him, and he remember the dream he had about them many years before. So after that uh. There's a lot of thing. Uh, yeah, you booked shows outsa. But finally Joseph forgave his he forgave his, his brothers. Um, and yeah. And this is what happened to his brother. How like they get they went like blessed through his life. So the news soon reached Pharaoh Palace. Joseph Brothers has arrived. Pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers this is what you must do. Load your pack, animals, and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all of your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt and you will eat from the best that the land produces. So they, they saw their brother, and at the end, they were, they were blessed to Joseph's life. Um, yeah, just something to, yeah, really interesting. But let's back on what I said, a unique plan for a unique person, and how God will bless our life. Sometime, people will us, Around you will maybe underestimate what God doing in your life, and you have the responsibility to put value on that um, and look differently as the eyes of men. So it make me think about another story in the Bible. Who um, another character who had a little bit of the same story of Joseph. A guy who born in a big family, one of the youngest, King David. I don't know if you know King David. Um, but you know what? Things that people were looking um, didn't like match with David. Had they watched with high men, and this is what like the scripture said that we can relate to that story. The Lord said to Samuel, so the Lord was looking for another king. David was the second king of, of the, the country. How long will you mourn for Saul? Since I, was, I have rejected him as the king of Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance of his hate, for I have rejected him. We jump. The Lord do not look at the things people look at. People look at the heartward appearance, but the Lord look at the heart. G.C. had seven. This is the father of, of the uh, the father of uh, David. Jesse had seven of his son passed before Samuel, but Samuel said to him. No? The Lord has not chosen this, so he asked Jesse, "Are oh, this all the son you have?" Uh, "The oh yeah, there is still the youngest." Jesse answered, "He is tending the sheep." Samuel said, "Well, send send for him. We will not sit down until arrive." arrives. m'a fait make me think like Like, let's say that I came to my parents and say, you know, I'm looking for a a vacuum cleaner. And my parents say, oh, I got a 2021 vacuum cleaner. It's going in a tiny spot. Oh, no, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for something more specific. Oh, I got a 2015 vacuum cleaner. You can take that one. Really good. Uh no! And I tell my parents, after all the vacuum they have, no, this is not what I'm looking for. And I said, do you have another one? Oh, I got a, I got a, another vacuum cleaner in the garage, a 1975. You will never thought about to take that one. It's not in the plan of. It's not what we're looking for. It's not as beautiful that we're looking for. That vacuum cleaner is not tall. Not get muscle. <laughs> it's just a comparison with brother, like uh, David and his brother. That's what came in my mind. It's, it's just to make the comparison of sometime, like the way we, we're looking at something, la manière que... On regarded at David. It was not in the plan to become a king. Never. So, um, yeah. So sometimes people can doubt about your value, who you are, what God put in, your, in you, your gifts, the plan he made for you. And you know what? Even Jesus was doubt about his own people in his, our town. He gets rejected. When Jesus has finished telling this story and illustration, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he told uh, there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed He's just a comforter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brother, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judah. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all this thing? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is on earth everywhere except in his hometown hometown, and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles that are because of the unbeliefs. So this morning, um, I want to conclude to encourage you um, to focus on on God. To focus on the relationship that you have with him. If if you don't, God inviting you. You have a a beautiful eternal plan of love for you. Look at him, search for his direction, to hear of us, to recognize how he talks to you day to day. I want to invite you to not underestimate God's plan in your life. Do the opposite, give it value because it's a plan of love. And you know what I said earlier, even in prison, even through suffering. God showed to Joseph his faithful love. So even in your suffering, I don't know what is the season you pass through, you're going through, God is with you. He's not going to let you down. So in between the jealousy of Joseph, the gift that he had, and the plan that God had for him, we can, what can, what can we learn about it? We can learn about Um, humbleness we can learn about humility Um, because we need humility to recognize that we need God to understand the plan that he made in our life we need humility to ask him to sharp the gift that he put in us one or different gifts it needs humility also do not cross the line and be jealous of people. Um, so, don't forget that God has a unique plan for a unique person. Don't underestimate that. Put it value on it. Take time with your God. And you know what? If you, if you are, if you're in that kind of space where you're doubting about all the stuff. I want to let you know that Jesus. I didn't mention Jesus really. Just at the end of my sermon, Jesus don't do it. He don't. He don't um, doubt about your value. He knows exactly your value. He will not forget about it. Jesus, who is qui um, est le plus grand, qui est le plus celui qui pourrait montrer sa fierté, non? Jesus always show his humbleness. Jesus came to this heart with humility, walk in this hurt, take all of our sin, get ripped, die on the cross, rose from the dead, because you had value, and He prepared a place for you beside in His kingdom. So. Um, yeah, you are unique, and don't forget about it. Let's pray. God, I, I want to thank you for this morning. Um, the fact that uh, you are everything for us. If someone has told me in the past that I will preach in English, uh, I will not believe it. But um, because we want to trust you, trust you, the process in your spirit in our life, the progress, and because you're our savior, our leader, we just want to like, jump in everything you're calling to do. Thank you for everyone here this morning, in Zoom, but in this room also. I pray that you can bless everyone here. And everyone can live with something about their life. They have to to fit with you. I pray that everyone here can depend more and more on you. Thank you for your infinity eternal life. Our love for us, God. Your presence day to day. The fact that you fulfill our life every day. That your spirit is with us. What will us teach us? Correct us. Bring us back to the cross. Yeah, God, I pray everything in your name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks, Jeff Tay. You did it in English and all. It was clear. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, you said unique, but you said eunuch. I said what? Eunuch. That yeah. means something different. We'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But otherwise, everything oh. was... Other, other, okay. Otherwise, it was all clear. So thanks. Um, we didn't have uh, any questions come in the, in the text line. So that also means probably everything is clear. I do want to ask... Uh, actually, is there any questions... That, wait, wait, wait. If anyone has uh, uh, the children in the uh, grades, um, the room over there, what do you call it? Uh, if you have your kids, Don't. go get your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but uh is there any questions in the room? Because we do have time for one. Ro- Uh-oh, Roger. Okay, so this is the full experience you're gonna get. Yeah. Um is oh hold on, Martin's coming with a mic.
0: Thank you, Chepthe.
1: Um, Thank you for the clarification about unique, because I was just going to see the doctor today. <laughs> so, um, on a serious note, I mean, this message is amazing. It, to, for, for me and my wife today was absolutely talking to us in our circumstances. But at the same time, like, this message for a believer, it may make sense.
0: How can an unbeliever see that message? Have to think. You want to go first?
1: All right. I'll I'll give you a break today. (laughs) You did good. Next time, the questions are coming your way, though. So, uh, yeah, that is the great um, the the story with Joseph is really cool in the sense of like Jeff Day pointed out. These really bad things are happening to him, right? Uh, Really bad things are happening. He's getting sold by his brothers. But the word says God was with him, and then he does the right thing and doesn't give in to temptation with Potiphar's wife, and he gets thrown in prison. But the scriptures say God was with him. Now, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest criticisms or sources of unbelief that people have is, well, look at the world. Well, look at my life. If God is real. Then, what about this? Because why didn't he help me when that happened? Why is there so much pain and suffering if God is real? And there is a message. And it really came through with what Jeff Day was sharing. God has a plan that he's working out. And what he has for you now, if you are a non believer, there's an invitation. Yep. And it's really simple trust me. Okay, I'm working out a plan. What I need from you is for you to trust me. That is, that is, so much of the Christian life can be summarized with that. God speaking to our souls, saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me and allow me to be your God? Um, that's, that's how I word that.
0: And through suffering also. Because sometimes when suffering comes, we kind of doubt of, oh, there's still a God. There's still da-da-da. So true suffering also like, like it's k- kind of recognize that God is, is, exists but also is always in process in your life um, even those different seasons.
1: Yeah.